Hey, it's Joel. Today I'm flying solo in the studio because Brian is on vacation. Happy Columbus Day, pal. Today I wrap up the NBA season. Then Donnie Sengstack comes on and we talk about NFL Week 5 and college football season. It's Digging with Don. Enjoy it. get for Eric Ebron is an NFL punchline once again letting down all of the wonderful obese fans of the Pittsburgh Steelers over the weekend he's fumbling touchdowns he's dropping passes Steelers you might have a great history of coaches you might have a great history of quarterbacks Super Bowls defenses player development running backs receivers but You got one thing, the franchise, this great run team throughout NFL history, a crown jewel of the Rust Belt, if you would argue that, I would agree. But nothing can prepare you for the Eric Ebron experience, my least favorite athlete of all time. A lot of athletes I'll hate because they're good, like LeBron James or Anthony Davis. Eric Ebron, I hate because that guy sucks. You know, the Lions, they famously lost a a game to Aaron Rodgers on a Hail Mary Five years ago, and that happened, Sam. Do you know what brought that about? I do not, know. I was watching in a bar in Miami, Florida, and I chanced to watch it with um, one of the Lions fans groupies, and her assignment was to be Eric Ebron's father's girlfriend, and that Ebron suckitude, it tracked me down in a Miami sports bar, and it made me lose. Can we address your Steelers' obesity Claim. Did I did I say something about the Steelers fans being obese? Because where, where does that come from? I I just uh, maybe it's just my impressions. Because sometimes you'll, they'll show Roethlisberger, and I think it's shots of their fans. So maybe <laughs> that's how I got the impression. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there are a couple. Listen, if you're a public team and you're not in Dallas and you're not in San Francisco, you're not in Seattle, your fan base is probably pretty obese. Packers fans, Steelers fans, they've got this homegrown American vibe to those fan bases, but homegrown American fan bases eat homegrown American meals. So we live in New York City. Sure. You know, Steelers country, Packers country, and like I don't have much. I'm a Lions fan. I don't have much to insult these guys about, so I call the fans fat. Is fair, that bad? No, fair enough. I don't like fat people. A lot of people. There is a body positivity movement. Uh-huh. My mom lost 250 pounds over the course of my life. Whoa. Yeah, my mom. Growing up, I would watch her fight a fight a car. <laughs> like one of my first memories is her this fat woman sitting. Oh, I forgot you listened to the show. This beautiful overweight woman sitting in front of a car so it can't move. And now she's just she's basically Phil Jackson. She reads books. She does her morning pages. She's meditative and hard to follow in conversation. She's great. And but that would have been possible. Props to your mom. And yeah, okay, so. I will say I have a lot of hot takes. Probably my hottest take. The best sports watching experiences aren't good sports watching experiences. Everybody knows me. I'm the NBA guy. I'm banned from talking about NBA as much as I like to on this show. You know, really, um, he it turns my producer Sam into Kelly and Conway. Shut up about dribbling. Uh, <laughs> that was a fun one. But I had the best time watching the NBA Finals these past two games. Game five, I go out to Kent Street Ale House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, wore my mask, sat outdoors, and then as soon as the fourth quarter tipped off, they shut out all shut off all televisions. I was on my own, couldn't watch it anywhere, so I went to a huge apartment building, 
watched on the street from the sidewalk. Luckily, Miami won, and, you know, they extended it to game six, which is how it should have gotten, gone. Like, LeBron got his ring. Jimmy Butler got his shine. He's now in the postseason, like, runner-up pantheon alongside Charles Barkley, Allen Iverson. Across from him, LeBron James is next to Jordan and Kareem in the GOAT talk. And Anthony Davis, his resume's out to a better start than any of his competition for being the best player of this era. So I think you have, like, great, great effects for three guys who matter in this league. And Jimmy Butler, if you were ever a mover, this was your Allen Iverson experience. The dude just worked. There was a blue-collar mentality throughout his entire play, and he couldn't hold up for game six. And, you know, I will admit, I saw every second of the NBA playoffs this year. There wasn't a game that missed, but as when game six happened, I turned it off as soon as the outcome wasn't in doubt. I, you just didn't care about any of the celebration. Here's here's my thought. I, I'm I'm happy for LeBron. I'm happy for Davis, Caruso, Rondo. But I don't want to have an image of Dwight Howard holding the Larry O'Brien Trophy in my mind. Yeah, I don't I don't give him that much respect. I don't give him that much credit. And there is no asterisk to this title because of the NBA bubble. These players, they were isolated. They competed under extremely rigorous conditions, probably the hardest any pro athlete will compete under in this year of 2020. And so you can't give them the asterisk for that. But I will give the Lakers an asterisk for having Dwight Howard on this team. Did not deserve to have his legacy vindicated. They will he will go back in history at oh, this ring turned around Dwight Howard's career. He won a ring in Orlando just like he promised. Really? You were benched in the deciding game of the finals for Alex Caruso. Dwight Howard is a loser, even in winning an NBA championship. We saw the best big man of his generation turned into a low-level WWE thug. It was disgusting to see. This is a guy who could be could have been one of the top 25 players of his generation. Instead, he's just six fouls in a in a 12th man role for a contender. You know what? With the NBA, I often feel like the best story gets told. And my first reaction today, congratulations, LeBron. Congrats, Anthony Davis. Jeannie Bussin, congrats to friend of the show, Jeff Perlman. I'm sure he'll get another book out of this oh, yeah. some very soon. He, we know he's got the Bo Jackson book next, but you know, for now, I think these Lakers books could be, those Lakers could be on the docket for him. What about just a, a bubble book by Jeff Perlman? Imagine the stories he could A bubble. I mean, I, I would take a book by Jeff Perlman on just the Daniel House incident. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to talk about who became the greatest of all time in this bubble, it is not LeBron James. It is Daniel House. To sleep with the person, allegedly, who administering the COVID tests, that's amazing. You know, you you can tell if that was the hookup scenario, maybe some nostril play was involved. (laughs) (laughs) Love nostril play. Love nostril play. We call it the COVID swab. (laughs) You know, it's a lot of fun. So the best story gets told. The NBA, they got a lot of new stars arriving. Shouts to Tatum. Shouts to Murray. Shouts to Mitchell. Shouts to Jokic. Just, and you know, shouts to Bam and Jimmy Butler. A lot of guys arrived on the stage. 
But, you know, as soon as this ends, I got to look forward to next year because the fact is LeBron James has never beaten, you know, a healthy Warrior team. I know 2016 happened, but there is a Warriors team with 9-1. to 9-1 to one in Sam NBA title odds when we've lived through a decade that's pro- proven one thing. If you shoot, if you can make a certain amount of your threes, you are unbeatable. So we have a team with not only a healthy Steph Curry, not only a healthy Klay Thompson, a motivated, and let me just say, if you didn't pay any attention this year, Draymond Green submitted a love of basketball year for the ages. And then alongside that, they've rejuvenated Andrew Wiggins, one of the great prospects of this era of basketball. And they have the number two pick in this year's NBA draft. I look at the odds right now. I see the Warriors are a nine to one title favorite. And Sam, I know we share an account. So I'm I'm ready to throw down a hundred dollars on Warriors NBA title next year. Nine to one. Yeah. Uh, we 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 could consult Donnie about that, who will be on with us shortly. Donnie just tell will tell us, hey, you should just watch college basketball instead. He's got some real ulterior motives when it comes to hoops. <laughs> but but the most successful NBA gambler I knew, his play was he bet on the Lakers to win this title the day last season ended. You know the Warriors are a well-run franchise. You know they're going to make the moves to put themselves in contention. What my buddy, Tom Gutenberger, friend of the show, and that's a mouthful to say, you, so you can tell it's a two-way street. We like him, too. You're not saying Gutenberger unless you really have regard for someone. He got the Lakers. What do you think his odds were for the Lakers title? No idea. 39-1 to 1. <laughs> last oh, offseason. They didn't make the playoffs. There was no Anthony Davis. There were no Morris brothers or Rondos in the mix, and he placed it before the transaction. And if you are going to do that with the NBA, we know certain teams are always destinations. Certain teams always do a good job. So maybe is nine to one. I mean, haven't they already accounted for that? Like, are we really getting good value at nine to one on the Warriors right now? Well, that's just because our sh- our account is in some shady offshore places. Sorry, guys, in New Jersey, we had a glitch there on the record. <laughs> <laughs> I keep me- I keep making these people mad. I love working at the Props Network. I love partnering with this likable, feisty gambling startup, and it, it hasn't been exclusively a two way street this week. I'm in hot water with the folks this week because I got in a hot box for my gambling pick video. <laughs> I'm talking Sonagate. Yeah, Sonagate. We can go there. Can we go to Sonagate? Sure. Okay, so I, I work hard. I I toil. I sweat. And not just because I'm in a sauna, making relatable gambling content for the masses here at the Props Network. Love the masses. But, you know, <laughs> last week was my busiest week. I had my midterms for school. Mm. So I let the fan therapy guys, shouts to Joff, Steven. Shouts Joff. To Joff. Shout to Joff. Shouts to Joff. Don't be smiling when you say his name. That's his name. I just didn't know I've been saying Jeff for weeks. But these guys are like, they're at my house. They're filming. I just want to tack on the video in this busy week so I can get it done. And I just think, where do I go? What's a big part of my life? I'm a sauna guy. You love the sauna. I love a sauna. And it's not like I did any gimmick. And like a lot of people, they have this impression 
that saunas can be a haven for uh, what, what was the activity you said? Oh, I know. I'm not going there though. Okay, so Sam said my video is too homoerotic. <laughs> First of all, okay, bad choice of words. You've already corrected me. Regular it was erotic. erotic. <laughs> it was just erotic. It was regular old run-of-the-mill erotic. Not. It was not erotic in any other way than that. Yeah, and you know, I can't see my friends right now. I can't see my my community, my family. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm in the best shape of my life. Mm-hmm. So if I'm gonna shoot the pics, I I. When I when I told people about the gate, people know me. They know my habits, and they're like, "Well, you probably weren't wearing a shirt." Was I wearing a shirt, Sam? Technically, I was wearing a jacket. Where was this? At what level was said zip? It was unzipped to like the middle of my chest, maybe the top of my navel area. I had the gold chain Glinton. I had the the print swim trunks from Scotch and Soda. That's a yeah. premium Holland brand. Yeah, those, those are like seventy dollars swim trunks. Absolutely, absolutely. Scotch and swathed in Scotch and Soda in a custom tracksuit for a sauna. I'm pa- practically in a hazmat suit. Okay. And so Sam still thinks I'm not. I'm showing too much skin. You you didn't mention the thighs. There were there were some thighs out there. That goes without saying. Mm-hmm. You know, it looked like a Popeye's three-piece over there. <laughs> a lot of greasy thighs going on around. Listen, the eroticism was not even the biggest problem with that video. Does there were some sound issues. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get five people to make a request by the end of the show to run the video, I'll run a clip of it at the end of this very show. All right, well, tweet at the Props Network. You know, I had a great time over at the Bet Bunker on Sunday night, I came over here. Sam had a nice outdoor setup. I Beautiful brought setup. We we maybe won some money. We maybe didn't, but it was. It's about the memories we had the whole time. And I could not believe the amount of conversations we had about bad football teams yesterday. Yeah, one or two. The entire conversation, every conversation, went back to Trevor Lawrence. He's the number one guy going on right now. But you know. If you can't have the NFL to cheer for, if you are a Giants or Jets fan, you know, maybe Trevor's what you want to root for. But maybe you, if you're looking ahead to next year, if you're imagining Trevor Lawrence in green and white, maybe you should also imagine Steph Curry going to the NBA podium in front of a packed house at Chase Arena, taking the Larry O'Brien from Adam Silver, because that's what we're getting. We're getting the Warriors... Over the nets, you think it's LeBron's story? No, this is about the story we have with KD and the Warriors. That needs to end. Nets, Warriors next year. I'm going to look. I'm going to find a specific book, and I'm going to bet the Warriors over the nets in the finals. What What would you say the odds on that would be? That's got to be 40 to 1 easily. At, at least. If not more. At least 40. I feel it in my bones. I feel it in the fiber of my being, so I'm going to bet net. Nets to lose to the Warriors and Nets to lose to the Lakers as a bit of a hedge. I like it. Yeah. We we know how this thing will break out. The story, the stars are going to tell their tales, and that's just how it goes. So, let's just go through. Let's go through the future ads before we end this opening segment, and maybe we'll see value. First, Lakers, plus 350. Good odds, stay away. Clippers, plus 400. Do not make that bet anyway. No way. Four to one is terrible. The same is true of Bucks five to one. Yuck. Oh my gosh. 
since the time I made my notes on DraftKings, the Warriors odds have shifted from plus 900 to plus 600. What? In an hour. What happened? They heard they watched a walk-on. I made a persuasive <laughs> argument. You see it reflected here. That's crazy. We have the Nets 9 to 1, the Heat 9 to 1. Ooh, I would place this. The Celtics 12 to 1 for sure. Raptors 16 to 1. No, thank you. Nuggets 20 to 1. Nice odds. People don't respect a sports team in a mountain state. That's just how it goes. Not, not once, not never. Do we have a comment? Is that a is that a Sonic comment coming in? I see nothing. Ah, oh, damn it. Really exposed here. And let's see, are there any long shots to win the NBA title? The Sixers at 30 to 1, maybe if Doc Rivers could coach. The Suns at 100 to 1. I would put $10 on that. That could it doesn't rain in the in the great city of Phoenix, but we can make sure it sprinkles some shekels. They they I mean a chance. What? The Lakers, they went 19 and 10 in the bubble. Do you know the Suns record in the bubble? Uh like 1 and 8 and oh, undefeated in the bubble, weren't allowed to compete in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But you know, if we talk about the win percentage, I could argue that the Lakers are the runner up. Fair enough. This was the Suns title, the only one they've ever won. And yeah, I, I'm not seeing any other long shots worth really indulging. Suns at 100 to 1, that's my pick. Oh, the Pistons are 500 to 1. That's just genuinely sad. 500 to 1. We got Blake Griffin. We got Derrick Rose. <laughs> if this were the 2011 NBA title they were competing for, I dare say we'd be a favorite. Those guys are still in the league? Yeah. Close personal friend De- Blake Griffin is certainly in the league. He's a good stand-up, too. Are you located in a state with legal online sports betting? Do not miss a make a bet this season before you visit thepropsnetwork.com. Thepropsnetwork.com has you covered with free bets and special bonus deals from all the top U.S. online sports books. Get $30 free bets and up to a $600 risk-free bet at Unibet, or you could claim up to a $1,000 signing bonus bundle from DraftKings Sportsbook, or you could try PointsBet Sportsbook with four risk-free bets using up to $1,000 with promo code bonus props i will add we do the friday prop drop every week on this show we always put out the lines they're usually from bonus props why because they have the best lines for these sort of things points bet that yeah that that's the points bet sorry my my mistake I, I i looked at the code when i meant promo code i the the, the heart was there i just misspoke points bet yeah points PointsBet has the best lines. They have the best celebrity ads. And, you know, if you're trying to shop these lines, maybe you want to account for all of them. Then you can use the PropsNetwork.com because we're the only betting news site with live NFL odds for every game. So then you can shop the comps and know you're getting the biggest payout possible before you lock in your bet. Do your favor, your bankroll a favor, and check out ThePropsNetwork.com. Must be 21 or older to better online. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. All right. Well done. Good ad read. Flubbed, flubbed a few things. And we do miss Brian here today. There's Brian's, he's a vital part of this, but he had the day off for work, so he decided to take the day off, and I respect that. Well, now that he's a judge, I think he gets national holidays. <laughs> you know, 
a lot of people they'll see this guy they'll see him a real sweetheart but i i just see a stone-hearted shark that is destined to burn in hell um please welcome from the vanderbilt university donnie singstack what's up nerd how are you hey everybody how we doing Dang, you you got glasses, you got a hat on, you look like the damn incognito mode. What's up, Don? Hey, yeah, yeah, no, I just had to get ready. ready? I was doing homework. Ready for what? For the for, 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 for the show. All right, baby. What what's that hat you got on? Uh the Nashville Sounds. Nashville. Minor league baseball team here. Minor league baseball team. That is what's up. Let me just put my computer in a less distracting spot. That's good. That was yeah. bad. I wanted to keep a net. That was, that was so bad. No, it's hey. First things first. Uh, a huge happy Columbus Day to Brian. You know he's celebrating. <laughs> yeah. Pr- a proud Italian. Uh, That's why he's always talking with his hands. Sendejo. Yes. A big main field. So to open, can we just get rid of fantasy football? Like. COVID, yeah. COVID's not going to stop the NFL season, but it should probably stop a fantasy football team. I really can't stand having DK Metcalf on my teams. He is the most infuriating player, good, who's really good. Yeah, I mean, just based on the muscles, and like we've talked about on the show, he's good for me because representation matters. But, you know, my million-dollar idea, if I can't make money doing the walk-on on the Props Network, what do you think about this business idea? A sports bar where you're not allowed to discuss your fantasy team. That's a good idea. And they should have that night at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, and no fantasy night? Because nothing ruins, like, the experience of watching a game as soon as... As a guy goes into the end zone, you have to hear some nebbish fan go, oh, yeah, he's on my team. He's not on my team. We don't care. Fantasy football, there's no way to set your team. Get out of the kiddie pool. Gambling, it's legal in a lot of places. It's going to be legal everywhere. Come on, swim with the sharks, baby. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I'm in four different leagues this year and couldn't couldn't care at all about any of them. Yeah, but that's that's the hard thing when you're like us. When you're one of the draft kings at comedy, people, <laughs> you're, we're good in the league. People want us in there. Our presence legitimizes it. So I'm in four leagues. I've turned down invites to 12 leagues. Like, I don't want to play. If, you, if I like you, though, I'll say yes. I'll get in there, and then I won't do a fucking thing. Yeah. I, I set my lineup, so I don't. I, I, I can't be driven to care because I've got so many players when you have that many teams that whenever anyone scores a touchdown, you score and get scored against. Yeah. And we want to be decisive because we came yeah. in, we like agreeing on something. We yeah. like to have like a firm agreement. And that's what we tried to do with this week's bets. I think we did. Yes. All right. We'll get into it. Um, before we go there, I do want to say I cost the old boy, Sam, some money. Sam had a seven-leg parlay, and everything hit. And the last words, the last bet was Russell Wilson to score more than 2.5 throwing touchdowns. I told Sam to sell the ticket. What would you get offered for that ticket? I got offered, 
half of less than half of the winnings, which was around five hundred bucks. Okay. It was a thirty dollar parlay. Thirty dollar parlay. Seven legger. Seven legger, like uh, the dog I have from Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> First six hit. Now I don't blame you though. I don't. I. 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 You helped me make the decision, and I still, even though the rush that I would have felt at that last second when Russ got his third touchdown to win the game would have been incredible, right? Would have been great. The process of getting there would have been horrific. Yeah, it was been that game, so many things just perfectly aligned for you to get that bet by the skin of your teeth. Yes. Just knowing that it was a rainstorm in Seattle, you have to t- sell that ticket. No, I, I, I stand by it. And you know, when I looked at the Vikings then, while you were still there, uh, they haven't given up a lot of passing touchdowns. You know, you could just argue that really that was a dumb leg to have in that parlay in the first place. Uh, and I recouped everything I lost on the Chiefs by cashing it out. So I end the day plus money and happy. Yeah, because the goal is to end your Sunday plus money. And if you can end your Sunday up $500, I still think that's a pretty good Sunday. How about you, Don? Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, so how did your... I know we had a rough start to the weekend. Yeah. So we opened up Saturday, college football. I did a a five-leg parlay that, you know, was the right thinking, was the right logic, and the LSU Tigers and Ed Orgeron took me out of the game very early. How about your Sunday start? Yeah, I had a very similar thing. Uh, a bunch of goal line stands not go my way three times, back to back to back. And, and it's One, cr- LSU. LSU. Four plays at the goal line to get in the end zone. They won the national championship last year. (laughs) Their home stadium is getting flooded by a fourth, fifth hurricane. And you, and, and all you have to do is get one yard in four plays to, to raise that city back up to what it was once. And they can't, they couldn't do it. And it's against Mizzou. Mizzou's the second worst team in the SEC right now. I'm Vandy. (laughs) Go Vandy. I don't even, the Commodores. This, this is it. This is the, the Vanderbilt University anchor down. They do that. <laughs> v, uh, v, U. <laughs> it's pretty cool, right? Man, that, that's shocking. like our hook of horns. <laughs> if you accidentally do that for the shocker, some poor lass is going to end up in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. There's no one here. Okay, and it was crazy because, like, you think LSU, like, oh, they'll just basically, by virtue of them being LSU, they'll be able to get the best linemen in the country on mm-hmm. four plays. They couldn't generate a push against Missouri. Absolutely infuriating. But that's why we love the SEC. SEC is the best football league in America right now. Absolutely. So- and then I had the dumb decision to go towards the Big 12 and nearly had a heart attack on the Texas-Oklahoma game. I feel bad for anyone who had money on either side of that game. (laughs) So you had, I would have been there with you. I had to work a little bit on Saturday afternoon. Did you bet Texas, right? I got a Facebook message from you saying I'm all in on Texas. 
Yeah, like they were down two scores. Got them like plus, plus two fifty, and they come back and tie the game up. Sam Ellinger does it with no timeouts. He does a Russell Wilson drive that ties the game, and then it looks like they're going to win in any of these overtimes. Oklahoma's on their second quarterback, and they just couldn't stop him. At one point in the third overtime, Oklahoma had an easy field goal to win. And they have the best kicker in the entire country. And I'm saying, oh, my God, I lost. And then uh, he missed it. So it goes to a fifth overtime, fourth or fifth overtime. Who cares? And then uh, Sam Ellinger throws a kick in that one. And then they kick it in the next overtime. And then game over. Game over. Poor Don goes down. So that's two goal line stands. And then the third, I think you had a you had a pick about an over in the Vanderbilt game. You, no, that wasn't it. But you based it on there being a torrential rainstorm. And, yeah, that was a bad one. And then you you lost that bit pick, didn't you? Yes, that one also did. <laughs> yeah, you bet the under in a torrential rainstorm and the under still didn't hit. I glanced up. And I just saw South Carolina, was it right? Breaking yeah, long, t- rough, with that one. rushing tots, touchdowns all over the place. But, but you know what? But the third time I lost on my goal line was I took Georgia in the first half. Ah, yeah. And they did get held up at the end of that half. They got held up at the goal line so- for four plays against Tennessee, any one of which they could have scored at any point. And it's decided not to. And that is where we got our hole. Another, just kind of a microcosm of the weekly dig with Don. Yeah, and like Saturday around 4.30, I see my weekend. It's skeering off track. I don't like it. So I had to do, I, I wasn't proud of this, but I had to dust off the reverse jinx. Nobody likes the Tennessee Volunteers more than friend of the show, Drew Morgan. So I had to tell Drew, don't worry, you guys have got this. I bet on Georgia minus twelve. As soon as I send it, Georgia goes on their run. The defense is scoring. Tennessee can't hold on to the ball. Georgia wins and covers going away. Beautiful. Glad to see it. And you know, if that's the case, I had to meet with my tutor on Saturday night, Don. You know, my statistics class, it ain't going great. So no, I, gotta, I know that. Yeah, <laughs> isn't he I your, tu- isn't he your tutor? Exam, legally or not legally, we'll see. No, he's, Donnie did tutor me, but this class I have to do it all in Excel. Mm-hmm. So I found a guy to tutor me in Excel, and that guy Lee shouts to Lee at Wiseant. What up, he, Lee? He went. He goes to Clemson, so I was like, you know, I gotta bet Clemson in this big showdown. First, mm-hmm. the Miami Hurricanes, and. Jesus Christ, I'm going to kill that Clemson kicker. Oh, I hate him. <laughs> I know they won the game. I know they covered easily. But end of the first half, they're in full control. Dabo Swinney sends this kid out to kick a 61-yard field goal, and it gets returned for a touchdown. Oh, kill it. Yeah, it was uh, not what you wanted. But I stopped watching Clemson after the first quarter because I think that's the best. Best bet on the board any weekend is Clemson to win the first quarter. Yeah, that's where you'll get the best odds. You can bet on the favorite, and they've won all of them. 
never steered me wrong, and that's what got me back on track to finish the weekend nine and zero. Nine and zero, you finished the weekend. So let's hear about your weekend run, huh? So after you get on your run, what's your Sunday? What's your undefeated route here? Sun. Big 14, 13-point 14, teaser, and I didn't even need it. Everyone pretty much took care of business like like we expected them to. Who? What were the four teams? The Rams, the Texans, crushed the Jaguars, uh, the, 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 the Cardinals beat the Jets pretty easily, and I, and I had Pittsburgh plus five and a half. Oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let, let's go through all your bets for the weekend, then I'll go through all of mine. Yeah. So that easy so, hit, no question about it. Maybe a little scary for Pittsburgh for about a minute there, but otherwise, no doubt. No doubt. And I also was... Uh, the the Tennessee Titans game wasn't on the local broadcast here, uh, if you can believe that. It might, it might be on the local broadcast on Tuesday night, but we'll see. Oh, I'm just on a, on a tangent. Yeah, I'm ready to throw the house at the Bills tomorrow night. Absolutely, they haven't practiced. Yeah, tennis. Heard, I, 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 I'm not sure how much national media this is getting, but uh, they had a 15 player practice that they might get in trouble for at Montgomery Bell Academy, some big private school down the street, in Nashville, where I he Kirk Herbstreit and his kids there. Ooh, that, that that's that's a nice inside Nashville territory. If so, if, if you're someone somehow looking to locate Herb, Kirk Herbstreet's children, Donnie <laughs> yeah. just told you where. That's probably fine. Yeah, probably fine. It's good. So, but I think there's like an unprecedented gambling opportunity here. I love it. We take Buffalo tomorrow night, and then six days later, Monday Night Football, they're hosting a pissed off Kansas City Chiefs team. We roll those profits that we make on the Bills against the Bills. You know, Kansas City, I still love them. I still thought they were going to come back and win that game, even when things were dire. I'm sure we'll get into that because I know we all lost some money on that one. But we we shared the bet together. We're all on the same account. So you had a piece of that. That's true. But I didn't... no personal losses. I'm staying away from every single Raiders game and have forever. They're a good, bad team. Yeah, they're a good, bad team. We've got a lot of good, bad teams. If we saw the Raiders play the Bears, the universe would end. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay, so back back to your picks. What what did you bet this weekend? You had I had a your... lot more live stuff on Pittsburgh. Uh, just... Them to win, them first half, and pretty much everything came through in that game. And then uh, I I took Dallas to beat the Giants live when they were down. That was a nice one. That was a nice one. And like this is like the perfect year for live betting. No, yeah, four- everyone's coming back. There's no everyone. defenses in the NFL. There's like one and a half teams have a good defense. Anyone teams of I believe teams have blown double digit touchdown leads in multiple times every weekend. So the Seahawks are great. I got the Seahawks plus seven and a half yesterday for about even money. <laughs> That's incredible value right there. Plus mm-hmm. seven and a half even money. 
So you did that in the first half. So you just you, you're doing you're getting better about pulling the trigger. I see. Yes. No. These uh, 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 at a certain point, especially I, you know, Russell Wilson's going to do something. Like you can, you know, he's going to make a comeback. He's going to make an effort. He's not going to lay down and die. Yeah, and as I say, Donnie is getting better at pulling the trigger, and if you're watching the stream, you can clearly see he's wearing paintball goggles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just in case anyone attacks. So you just won on that. You did any? You did live bets throughout the weekend on good teams, and that strategy ended you a 9-0 and Saturday, Sunday? Yeah. All right, so I thought that we had agreed on a parlay together. That's why I, I shopped it to you. So we liked the Cardinals. Yes. We, we liked the Rams. Mm -hmm. And you know what? We bet these games individually. There was no mm -hmm. doubt about them. And so we threw them in a parlay with the Kansas City Chiefs money line. And that's I didn't think about that money line at all. The Raiders have not shown me anything where I would consider them a viable threat to Kansas City, even watching that entire game yesterday. Except that Saints game. Except that Saints game. But I also will say that the refereeing in that Saints game was very shady in the Raiders' favor. Yeah. And, you know, I don't mind losing that Kansas City bet on that parlay. C can I ask a question of Donnie? Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> if you felt that way about the Raiders... Why didn't you tell us? In the why didn't you text that to us? Because I wasn't sure how much you were putting on it. I also I was very unsure of that game, but I don't ever pull. I would never put them in a parlay, but I'm personally. But but you would, like, you would, But if someone it's asks you, should we put them in a parlay? You won't object. You'll say it looks good to me because because it's still the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a really bold take to take after the fact is like oh i would never bet against the raiders when I, you personally advised me to bet against the raiders <laughs> i think you also sent me that at two in the morning nashville <laughs> i was taking a midterm i finished up i got an a i was all wound up from coffee and you know not adderall <laughs> i was ready to go to bed well i, I would like more of donnie's betting insights in our in our text that's my request yeah i gotta make sure i'll before i'll ask you about what do you think of this i'll just send are you sleepy <laughs> <laughs> please please and that's that's actually very important in this strategy it's all part of the algorithm yeah and it sucks because like i missed on that parlay to start my day when i went three and oh on my picks big hits on texans cardinals and rams never any doubt about any of them and then going into the afternoon slate, you know, I talked about, you know, a tactic I heard where if you were to tease all favorites and all dogs, those win like 75% of those times. Luckily, I didn't do that. And I went in on Miami <laughs> to get blown out. I took the Niners when everyone knows I hate the Niners. Like I was getting congratulations texts during that game, that's how much I hate the Niners. And I had to tell people, no, nah, I bet on them this week. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't trust myself, but I did come through. I thought the Colts would win handily. I was so impressed with them against Chicago the previous weekend, just totally discombobulated them. And then the Browns were just awesome. I backed yeah. the Browns thinking I would lose $25. I just wanted to be on Brian Mitchell's good side. 
and they came through. They were dominant in that game. Phil Rivers looks terrible, and the Browns are playing the Steelers this weekend, and unfortunately, the Steelers' money line is probably the lock of the century. The Steelers are playing... What, what, what What's that at right now? It's minus three and a half. Oh, man. Yeah. And it's it's a likable Browns team. On paper, the Browns have more talent in a better offense, and this win a would better, mean... No, 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 not a better pass rush, but a comparable one. Yeah, and, and they their strengths align with Pittsburgh's, and this win would mean the world to their fans, which yeah. tells me they have no chance against the Steelers. <laughs> Big Brother is home. We saw this team get just like afraid when playing the Ravens. I think we're mm-hmm. going to see the same thing against the Steelers this week. So, oh, well, we for sure saw the Bengals afraid against the Ravens. Yeah, I mean the Ravens they played scared. The Ravens they couldn't touch us. Yeah, the Ravens going for a field goal in the waning moments of that time. Like, I I think Joe Burrow is legit. I think they've got some great weapons to surround him with. Coach Zach Taylor had a good first two weeks on the job and has then appeared to be absolute trash. Even when you're rebuilding, they haven't even looked viable or well run or coached at all. Burrow's getting killed out there. He, they can't block. The Ravens don't have a good pass rush. That game was not indicative of the Ravens being good. Yes, they have Matthew Judon, but who saw what the Chiefs did to them? They couldn't get to Patrick Mahomes ever. He had all the time in the world to throw. Same thing in the first couple of games. They, they, they were not getting to the quarterback. I think the Bengals have an awful offensive line. Yeah. And therefore, Burrow is going to get killed regardless of how good he is. And, you know, this isn't to say Joe Burrow isn't good because he has covered his record against the spread is four and one, actually, which is great for a rookie quarterback. But it's going to get ugly as the year goes on. Like just we saw a bad offensive line ruin David Carr previously. And Burrow, he's in some trouble here. (laughs) Arguably the best pass rush in football. He's got to play the Steelers pass rush. He's going to play the Browns pass rush. And you saw what the Ravens did with them. And I would say they probably got the third best of those three. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, on that same token, I know I'm locking against them. Another impressive win by the Browns. Kevin Stefanski can coach. And I think there's going to be good value in the Browns in the wild card round, actually. Um, as in the Browns to make the wild card round or to win in the wild card round? Yeah, yeah I think the I would bet the Browns to get a playoff spot. And I think if the Browns are going to get anything more than four and a half, just the fact that they're a team that can rush the passer and constantly run clock, if you ever yeah. see this team getting more than four points, just by nature of how they're built, you're going to want to back them as an underdog play. Absolutely. I can see... Both of the wild card teams coming out of the AFC North very easily. Yeah, and I think you can book that right now. They added another wild card in the. In oh, the that's NFL. true. So there's that. seven spots here. Even, yeah. Even if there weren't, I would probably pick two NFC North teams. There's no way it's going to be two from the South. Probably not the West. May, maybe the Raiders. That's the only competition, though. I think you could. I, I, think I you don't could. see New England coming coming for Buffalo. Because of the weird COVID stuff, that's that's kind of a fluke. But yeah, well, we'll see. Who does Buffalo play tomorrow? 
that Bubble. weird COVID stuff is coming for you, Josh Allen. I'm sorry. You better not. Yeah, there are no weird COVID stuff in Buffalo. Um, aren't they playing Tennessee tomorrow? But luckily, Tennessee is done. They're coming home. down here. Yeah, you could go to Josh Allen's hotel right now. Go say hello. <laughs> it's it's so funny. This is the first game that Nashville has allowed fans. They're allowing fans at this game. They're allowing fans <laughs> no. at this game. Yeah, yeah. You're the kidding me. hundred twenty bucks a pop. Oh, they- <laughs> and and the first home game of the season, no fans. But now it's like I, I think now's a good time. Now seems like as good a time as ever. Let's open it up, baby. Let's yeah. Now it. now that there's an active outbreak that we know is contained at the arena, Altel Stadium, is it? Uh. A Nissan Stadium. I got to be careful with that one. Nissan Stadium. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There. Now that it's a, the stadium is literally a vector of disease. You know mm-hmm. what? It, Come on down, folks. It, it, it's a three-minute walk from Kid Rock's big-ass rock and roll honky tonk steakhouse. <laughs> so I see you have your Tuesday night all mapped out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um. Probably the biggest burning question I have. Andy Reid, um, is he wearing a face shield or did he get that stuck to his head after visiting a buffet? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a sneeze guard when he wears it. He, he got too excited about all of the bacon bits in there. Mm-hmm. You know what? The Chiefs will bounce back. That's going to be a money line play from me next week against the Ravens. I might put all of my personal wad against on Against the Ravens? Uh, sorry, against the Bills. I just... Uh, the Bills. Yes, I agree with that. I because I, I, I think the Bills easily get to five and zero against Tennessee. Yeah, and then that's where they fall. There's no way the Bills beat the Chiefs. Yes, after going to five and zero, that's got that's got to be their small spot. Okay, so one more game I want to get to. My babies, I love the Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule is so good. He's they got to see how a real team is run, and he finally forced the Falcons to fire Dan Quinn. We saw the dead cat bounce with mm-hmm. the Houston Texans this weekend. And you know yeah. what? I'm going to use this as a segue into my next topic of conversation. This week, I see the Falcons three and a half point dogs against the Minnesota Vikings. Do you think they galvanize around a coach being fired and cover that spread? I don't It depends if Dalvin Cook's healthy or not. Is he... Because he came out of that game against Seattle last night. Yeah, I think they kept him out just because his uh, backup was being so productive. His backup was playing really well, too. I think Minnesota could have one of those encouraging losses out of that Seattle game. And Matt Ryan won't do the same thing to them as Russell Wilson. Maybe. And let me, okay, so let me ask this, this question. At this point in the season, we've seen how these teams are doing. Who has the best value from a, a betting line perspective? At this point, it feels like the, the, the that Vegas is starting to come around on the Panthers because they, they were definitely up there as far as value goes. Uh, I I like the Packers a lot. The Packers are winning all their games, and Vegas isn't really adjusting to that. They still don't think they're that good. Yeah, and um, on that note, I'm going to stay in the NFC North, and I think there's incredible value in the Vikings moving forward. They're 1-4, yes. 
They've lost to Seattle. They've lost to Indianapolis. None of these losses are truly that embarrassing. And Mm -hmm. moreover, they had 13 rookies to start the season. They had so many rookies on their roster that didn't have a real training camp, that had no preseason. And I think this is actually a pretty effective roster. We saw them go absolutely toe-to-toe with a Super Bowl contender last night. And Seattle was so lucky to win that game. Is lucky- yeah, if they convert that fourth down. Yeah, if they convert fourth. that fourth down, if they kick the field if goal, if, yeah. you know, for Russell Wilson, if they get anything off that Russell Wilson pick, heck, heck, even if they let Russell Wilson score on that initial drive with five minutes to go, the Vikings probably win that game. Yeah. And so moving forward, I think they're a better team in their division than the Bears are. The Bears are 4-1. and one, The Vikings are 4-1. and one, And there's yeah. going to be a rematch of those teams in Minnesota where my money will absolutely be on the Vikings' money line. And you know what? It's going to hit. Yeah. And- yeah, I think, uh, I think that's a great argument. I could see them, you know, coming back to form somewhat of a season. My only... Uh, pushback is Kirk Cousins. He is just the streakiest, up and down, looks like the best, plays like the worst. And speaking of that, Philip Rivers, how bad was he? Philip Rivers was terrible, and that's also just an a, like a huge indicator of the Colts' offense. I'm the only Phil Rivers fan I know. Like, yeah, I hate him. You know, you know me. I take a lot of the way I my attitude when I play sports is taken directly from Phil Rivers. So I'm sorry. Like I, I had to bench you in a ba- in a in like a birthday basketball tournament, and I had to explain my decisions to you after the fact. Sure, but um, and you lost. We get we had a good run though. Yeah, we did. <laughs> but <laughs> Phil Rivers was so washed for the Chargers last year. The Colts have. An incredible defense. There's they may might have the best player in the NFL, Quentin Nelson, on their offensive line. And yet, in terms of like moving forward with this team, they could go with, easily go with Jacoby Brissett, who the locker room loves, who plays with heart and determination, and he basically got raised by Bill Parcells. I don't know about you, but I think that's a pretty fucking good thing to have in a quarterback. Yeah, I I would bench Philip Rivers. Yeah, they if I was them, but they're paying him a lot of money. They're paying him so much money. He threw two interceptions yesterday. He easily could have thrown six, and that's against some a, of them look bad. Yeah, like some of them look like rookie mistakes. That they, they look like they could have been Dwayne Haskins or Daniel Jones or those are all second years, but still bad. Yeah, and like Haskins shouts to him for not coming to that game. Absolutely incredible. I never thought I would see someone flame out worse than Jamarcus Russell, and we might be getting it. He just straight didn't show up for the game? No, he didn't show up to the game as the third down. And, like, let me just say, I've seen some heroic things. Oh, I, I saw, I saw the, 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 the firefighters at the World Trade Center. I saw the, the Sarnaevs get caught. And I, I, I saw the, the miracle on ice at the Lake Placid Olympics. But nothing I've ever seen has been as inspirational as a Alex Smith coming back from a broken leg. Yeah, yeah, he did break his leg, didn't he? 
I, I just wanted to see him manage a game one more time, and <laughs> dadgummit, I did it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, comeback player of the year. Has any story been more forced in human history than this Alex Smith one? There's, they're saying he almost died because of the infection or something, but that doesn't really like he's still going to be able to play football as long as it as long as that's fixed. I mean, it's probably scary. Yeah, and if he almost died because of an infection, and we know what we know about the Washington medical staff, yeah. how can you look at this story as anything but? Oh, Washington almost killed him, and he's dumb enough to still work for them. It, it kind of makes Trent Williams look like a whiner. <laughs> yeah, they, they're just infecting me with staph infection and telling me it's vitamin D. I don't know what's yeah, that, wrong. It, 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 that team has a damn good culture. Always. <laughs> We're going to make our coach. Yeah, hey, pay attention to Alex Smith. He's playing through his big recovery. Never mind that we're making our coach our be coach, on the sidelines with cancer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're. Uh, I, I'm gonna go to one here. I don't think the name change fixed anything. <laughs> it would be amazing if the name change to just Washington football team was the best thing they did all season, but it's tracking to that right now. Yeah, but they still might win this division. <laughs> That's also very true. Had had Dallas not had that comeback yesterday, that was ridiculous. I can't believe that game was as competitive as it was. Um, that game was crazy. <laughs> and now would be a good point to just point out that Andy Dalton has a $7 million bonus if he wins the Super Bowl. Ooh. And yeah, prayers to Dak Prescott. Usually when I see a heel turn like that, I'm watching WWE WrestleMania. That thing was out of the shoe, on the field, walking away on its own. And um, there's not enough candle soup in the world to fix that. Did we see that enough yesterday? (laughs) Uh, No, but uh, if he played for Washington, it would be inspiring if he played another snap. Yeah, I mean, if he played for Washington, they'd be like, oh, get the documentary crew rolling. (laughs) Let's do it. And, like, you know, he would be getting staph infection right now if he was in Washington. You know, a broken leg turns out doesn't have to be life threatening. Who would have (laughs) thought? Absolutely. It's, it's, It's good to see that. It's good to see a functional franchise not kill, come close to killing their franchise quarterback. Yeah, one hundred percent. America's team. America's team, because they have a health crisis. Yeah, <laughs> and like a lot of people are saying, Dallas is still going to win this division. Oh, Andy Dalton's going to be fine. And like, sure, Andy Dalton's capable, but I worry more about them losing their All-Pro left tackle for the entire season. If you lose your left tackle and a quarterback, that's your entire identity as a football team. Yeah. Well. Also, their their defense too. They're out all the pretty much all their linebackers. Yeah, they all have neck injuries. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on down there? What? Yeah, Dallas is in trouble. But you know, I'm gonna pull up the NFC East division odds right now. Dallas even odds. <laughs> the prohibitive favorite. Eagles plus one twenty. Washington plus nine hundred. And Giants twenty to one. I mean, 
If we don't bet Dallas, we stay away forever. I mean... Or should we bet Philly for Sam's sake? I think we bet Philly's for Sam's sake and our wallet's sake. Nah. I, even, nah. I would, even I would be on Dallas on that one. I, I'm totally on Dallas. I don't think... I think they have too much talent. Does it, like... Their skill positions are incredible. They got that win. They've got Greg the leg. They do have Greg the leg. He and, came in and won it for yeah. him yesterday. And I'm, if I'm looking at other divisional bets, I'm not really seeing anything that I want to place. Maybe Tampa Bay plus 140 I could be talked into. Um, right now the Patriots are plus 220 to win their division. If the Bills take care of business tomorrow night, those odds will probably go upwards a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I might be inclined to bet New England at plus I, 250. I would be inclined, but the, the COVID situation is too too wonky. So we had this side of the conversation. Let's have the other conversation. What team has the worst value moving forward? Least value? Yeah, who's who's whose stock is high? Who's the Tesla of the NFL? They can't oh, justify these valuations. If you need a second, I have my answer ready. So let me know, Playboy. Yeah, I would just have to say at this point, I haven't been looking at the value and like which teams not to bet and which teams to bet. But I think uh, the the. the Teams that you fade, like, ha- I think there's more value in that than, like, there's more value in fading the Jets and the Giants and all these bad, the Jaguars, than there is in picking the team with the least amount of value. But if I had to say that, I think, I, I hate to say it, but it might be the Ravens. Yeah, I, I think you're right, actually. The Ravens, they're going to be a prohibitive favorite, but they're just a no doubt top five team. And if they're like, I could be inclined to bet on them if they're given anything less than nine and a half against anyone. Like they give a possible blowout anytime. And they, like we talk about sometimes losses are good for the gambling futures. Like the, the chiefs losing yesterday. Sure. It cost me a hundred bucks on a parlay, but that's going to be good long-term and better odds. And that's the same case with the chiefs Ravens game. I sure hope you're right. As a fan of the team, I I hated that game because it just kind of keeps the skepticism about Lamar Jackson alive. Yeah. Until he does anything in the playoffs, because yeah. none none of these games are going to matter. Like as far as uh, everyone you know having their doubts about Lamar, those people are still going to be doubters until he gets over the hump. Yeah, but it's not the worst thing in the world. You know what the problem is. It's like, oh, we're bad in this type of football game. We lose games when teams skew the numbers and make us play from behind in a very specific way. It's not an indictment on Lamar as a player or a quarterback. It's just like a lot of these guys, they win rings super young. Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson, Rodgers, Mahomes. And so like... The fact that there is a great quarterback who's ascending and we can nitpick his ascendance, that's good for sports media business. Yes, it very it very much is, but we're going to have the same arguments about him until he gets over the hump. Yeah. that's no. As a fan, people 
I'm going to have to defend him and I can't until he gets over the hump. Yeah, know? but you're in year two. And like we saw Peyton Manning go through 10 years of this. So it's not going to be a death knell. It's not going to be a curse. And you know what? He could deal. He could never overcome this. He might mm-hmm. deal with this enti- his entire career, and he still might win two or three Super Bowls. In which case, you'd probably be happy. That would be great. But I, at this point, it's more of a problem that our defense never shows up again. Yeah, well, he has our way with our defense every single time we play. They were ten for twelve on third down that Monday night. They were ten for twelve. Pat Mahomes is terrific, but. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the Raiders kind of showed the world a little bit how to score. I mean, they were surprisingly stingy against you guys in that matchup. And this Chiefs team, like, there does seem to be a propensity for trying to flip the switch. They put themselves in holes, they give up leads, and they are that confident they're the best teams that there's going to be some hiccups in the road, and we came up on the wrong wrong side of it. Mm -hmm. Now, back to the team I think is overvalued. Pittsburgh Steelers. We talked about how they're going to beat the Browns this weekend, but that doesn't stop me from looking at their four and one record and seeing that their opponents have a record of three, 15 and one. So you have, that puts an asterisk next to the record for me. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. And once they start playing these good teams, I think they will start to see some decline, but, uh, it's hard to know exactly where their vulnerabilities are. They're pretty solid everywhere, but not great anywhere. Yeah. And, you know, just as they go, they haven't played either of the other two opponents in the AFC North. And so there's two bets in particular against a team that might have a lot of crustacean in their diet, in which case I'm going to be taking the Baltimore Birds all day, like there are certain like divisional games that I'm so excited for in this year's NFL season. Mm-hmm. I like that Vikings Bears matchup. I like I can't wait to see the Bills beat the New England Patriots. And from a financial perspective, I think the Steelers are going to have a huge wake up call against the Baltimore Ravens. When do they play for the first time? Uh, no- November first. November first. It's going to be the Halloween. Oh, do we have Halloween on a Saturday this year? We do have Halloween on a Saturday. Wow. Baltimore-Pittsburgh on a Sunday. I can't wait to not go out. <laughs> and then Baltimore-Pittsburgh on Thanksgiving night, too. There's only one game on Thanksgiving, actually. Uh, yeah, it's Ravens-Steelers. No, 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 no. Going back to the holiday institution, there's only one game on Thanksgiving. That holiday belongs out. You have your Super Bowls. You take your Ray Lewis, your Ed Reed, your Joe Flacco. Thanksgiving's ours. You're playing on Black Friday. You're TiVoing it, watching that shit at midnight. I sure I sure hope we get that. I hope the season makes it that far. <laughs> hey, this is a happy place. I forgot to do an ad read. I'm going to do that real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you like Joel Wachowski? Do you like Jamie Foxx? How about the Detroit Lions? What do all these three have in common? We all want Oscars for it. No, no, no. We are sponsored by the same wonderful institution, Bet MGM Sportsbook. They're live for legal betting in Colorado, Indiana, Nevada, New Jersey, and West Virginia. Home of Max Ogle. Are you betting on the NFL this season? How about the MLB playoffs? I'm on the Dodgers tonight or the Masters coming up in just a few weeks. 
Uh, yesterday, Sam said John Daly was a better athlete than Babe Ruth. So if you're going to do that, take some of that action to BetMGM. Why? Because for a limited time, BetMGM has a special signing bonus for the Props Network listeners. All you have to do is create a new account at BetMGM and use code WALKON20 to get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $500. That's right, just enter code WALKON20 and up to a $500 bonus bankroll is yours. Then you will enjoy all the weekly betting promos that BetMGM has to offer. This week, you can get a $20 refund if you guess wrong on an NFL first touchdown score prop. Spoiler alert, you will. Or get a $20 free bet when you bet $50 plus on an NFL live game, Donnie. And as always, you'll get an additional $10 free bet in the BetMGM Money Monday Club. So try BetMGM with code WALKON20 now while offers last. Must be 21 or older to bet online. Do you summer know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. Bang, bang. So, Donnie, what's the best team to live bet? Oh, I would, that would absolutely have to be the, the uh, Seattle Seahawks. How many weeks in a row have the Seahawks live bets been a, worked out for you? Uh, they're 5-0, and oh, <laughs> and they played five games. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. And uh, it's undefeated so far. I know it's going to come back to bite me eventually. But. So the second question, what is the second best team to live bet against? A live bet against second best team. We all know the first. They're coached by a bag of shit and a duff, duffel garbage bag. That's true. I think the best team to live bet against hmm. it would have to be the. Uh, I'm gonna go with the 49ers. Ooh, I like that. They could yeah. be caving. You see them really. You're bringing out, they're bringing out quarterbacks, and you're absolutely stunned that the Fox graphics truck has cartoon illustrations done of those quarterbacks. You were yeah. really mad about those drawings. I was very mad about the drawings yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so many people have those drawings right now. They should mean something. You, you weren't mad about that there are drawings. It was that everyone has a drawing. Everyone has a drawing. Okay. Well, last week I saw Hawks score a touchdown. And I was like, all right, Hawks making it. And then la- yesterday I see. Preston Williams has an illustration. C.J. Beathard has an illustration. Everyone has an illustration. doesn't mean anything anymore. No, it really did lose all its value. <laughs> Thank you for indulging me in that take, Donnie. I know it was- hey, the worst ones are the ESPN Monday Night Graphics. Uh, you know, I, those where they make like fishermen and like they're all at a campfire, something vaguely folksy, and they look like Grand Theft Auto characters. Um, counterpoint, I like those a lot. <laughs> oh, that's a little bad. <laughs> there was one on Lions uh, GM Bob Quinn where he was called Bob the Builder. And they right, made it. there was a little Bob the Builder episode of him buying Trey Flowers. It was sick. <laughs> All right. Yeah. He, he built. I remember Lamar around a campfire or on a rocket ship. I forget which. N- nothing was better than the first time we ever turned into NASCAR. All the graphics were of wheels being turned into cheese for some reason. <laughs> so yeah we're really in the wrong uh part of the sports media we need to be the the the, the idea guys behind the graphics so let's go before we get you out of here thank you for taking the time to walk with us absolutely yeah and it's kind of like that old parable about jesus you know see that uh two there are always two steps of footsteps going down the beach 
And, you know, there was part, there was only one step of footprints. And uh, that's when I have to do the ad reads. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure you, 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 you were going to try and figure out how to make that a stutter joke. <laughs> uh, I'm past stutter jokes. I've made all the stutter jokes I can make. I'm on, I'm, 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 I'm now on to making fun of you for trying to look like Rodrigo Blankenship. Hey, go! <laughs> it's killing me a the whole dog. time. What he looks like today—that's exactly who it is. Yeah, has, has anyone jumped the shark quicker in sports than Rodrigo? I, I think he's great, and I, and I couldn't be more excited for uh, the Georgia Alabama game on Saturday. Okay, so let's talk college then. Before... I can't believe we get it, get that this early in the season. No, we're waiting. We have Georgia Alabama. Alabama's favored by six in this game. I think that's Georgia, a playoff matchup this early. And you know, I'll probably be watching with Eli, so I'll be betting on Alabama. But oh, I'm all over Georgia. Yeah, it's the Georgia money no line way. is the play here, right? Absolutely. I see the Georgia money line plus one seventy five. You see that? Yeah, I do see that. Yeah, that's obviously it. Because what's Alabama's strength of schedule? There's there's way lower than Georgia's. Yeah, they, they, they beat Missouri. They struggled with Ole Miss, and they beat Texas A and M, who struggled to beat Bandy the week before. Uh, yeah. And Georgia's three games, they got to a slow start against Arkansas, who are finding out are a little bit better than than, than everybody thought. And then they turned on the gas in the second half and beat them by twenty-seven. Yeah, and I and get- they beat Auburn easily, and they beat y- 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 T. In the second half, easy fourteen and seven, they're great. Go and, dogs! And you know what? I get that. I think you're absolutely right. Georgia money line is the play here. The over under is fifty nine. So maybe you could go crazy if Georgia. Oh, yeah. If Georgia wins this game, it's a shootout. You know. So yes, I uh, completely agree. And you know, I only worry about them having such a quarterback going into Tuscaloosa against like a strangely veteran Alabama team. Like mm. there's more yeah. fifth year seniors than a remedial math class. And uh, so I would maybe well, go. They didn't win a championship. To, in order to graduate from Alabama, you have to win a championship. <laughs> they won't let you off the team. So I, that game's one to bet, but there's actually some good value other places across the board. Mm-hmm. I really like Miami, 10.5-point favorites, coming off a bad loss against the best team in the country against mm-hmm. Pitt. Yes. I can, yeah, yeah. I think, I think Miami could definitely block Pitt. Yeah, Miami, in Miami against Pittsburgh, they're the second-best team in the ACC. It's just that they've got Clemson around. Secondly... well. It's weird this season because Notre Dame's also in the ACC and they're definitely the, the second best. Sorry, team I, in the I, ACC. I knew that. I'm just showing my age because when I was growing up, Notre Dame was an independent. I think Notre Dame was independent until the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to keep up with where Notre Dame is. That being said, my calendar is also circled for November 7th when they visit South Carolina. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sec- I Secondly, I like Tennessee by six over Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's a yeah, good yeah. team. They played 
an elite squad and they're going to bounce back at home by and win by more than a touchdown. Right. They played Georgia in Georgia and were competing. They won the first half. If it wasn't for the sloppiness in the second half, I think they could have competed throughout that game with one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, they were just sloppy with the ball in that game and that what that came back to haunt them. And, you know, against Kentucky, who's bottom of the SEC, they are being a little spry and competitive this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I expect them to win by a touchdown pretty easily. And then last one, how the mighty have fallen. I hate both these teams after what they did to me this past weekend. Florida and LSU. I already know what you're going to say. Florida and LSU. There will not be a lot of great O-line play in this one. I tell you that much. There's not going to be any defense. There's not going to be a lot of defense. I think this could be a shootout for sure. Yeah. That Florida could win pretty easily at the same time. Yeah, in this game, what do you think the over-under is? 60? 73. Good Lord. 73 is the over-under here. LSU is getting 13 points. So <laughs> LSU is getting 13? Okay. Yeah, LSU is getting That's 13. A- and given that value, off. A terrible start. I like Florida a lot. I love Kyle Pitts. I might be inclined to back LSU here. Wait, wait. You, you, you love Florida a lot? You might be inclined to back LSU? Yeah, I mean, getting 13 points in a conference game when you probably have the most five-star recruits in that matchup, I mean, there's a lot of things in that betting line that point me to LSU. That's a stay away for me. Might throw uh, Florida in a parlay with a bunch of other teams, but uh, staying away for the most part. And last one, we all know everyone's talking about it. Ole Miss, Arkansas. <laughs> Ooh, go. Yeah. I go Razorback. Ole Miss, only three-point favorites in this one. I think that's just another line that says to me, good value. Yeah, I agree. Because Arkansas just got their first win uh, in the SEC in years. Vanderbilt uh, could have gotten theirs this week, but their game got postponed because there was another outbreak with the second biggest football team in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. But Vanderbilt was supposed to go to Missouri, but the game got postponed. Uh, yep. Things are looking rough for that state in terms of football, and I think things will be looking rough for Arkansas against with Ole Miss in town. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming on. Always a pleasure to talk with you outside of Facebook Messenger. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to go bask in what is sure to be a glorious New Orleans Saints cover tonight. I'm going to take the Uber home. And, you know, Herbert Mania, not tonight. One more lock for this this week. Uh, The under on the the Colts-Bengals game, It's, it's 46 right now. And I have evens for under 46. That's a good line. That's inc- I'm all over that. Maybe, That's my lock. For what's, for the, sure. what's the Colts line there? Cincinnati plus eight, Colts minus eight. Oh, so why don't we just tease the under and the Colts there? Colts. Boom. Yeah, I think that's a great play. Lock Gr- it in. Great play. Lock it in. I'll consult you when I put in my wagers for the week. In the mean- Absolutely. In the meantime, be well. What's your What are your handles? I'm at Don Thanks Neck on all social media. And, uh, Check it out. And if you 
if you look into a mirror at midnight and stutter three times, he will appear to you. <laughs> yeah, and don't do that because I have homework. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All good talking to you, buddy. Have a good time. See you, See you guys. See you, Don. All right. Good night, little guy. Love you. All right. That was Donnie. This was Joel, and this was The Walk On here on TPN, The Props Network. Where else? Brian will be back Wednesday. We'll be talking some MLB on Wednesday. We will have more talk on Friday with Steve Clark doing the props drop. And we're going to have good episodes for you moving forward. Write us. Let us know uh, what you think about the business model, whether or not I should be in the sauna. Can I point out? Not one person commented that they want more sauna content. So sauna content, not in demand. No coals for Joel. That's the real thesis for this one. And I guess our episode just got its title. In which case, for TPN The Walk On, I'm Joel Walkowski, walking off.